0: Hello everybody and welcome to episode 70 of Retro Encounter. This is our next Game Journal episode where we'll be covering the winner of episode 50's vote. Joining me this week is Mike Salosi. Hey everybody. Robert Fenner.
1: Good evening friends.
0: And Steph Sabitlow. Hello. And your host this week, or this month even, is Alana Higgs. And this month we are covering Shadow Hearts Covenant. This won a vote on the 50th episode, as I mentioned. We ran a poll for all of us, Uh, five editors, picked five different games, and we put it to the public. This is the first time that we didn't hold an internal vote, so it was quite interesting. And somehow Shadow Hearts managed to beat Suikoden 2, which is amazing. So, (laughs) hey, you've got a classic (laughs) PS2 RPG that not many people have experienced but apparently a lot of people came out the woodwork and loved and i personally love this game so
2: just just a random suggestion for suikoden 2 can we jot down how many characters we recruit out of the 105 (laughs)
0: 108 (laughs)
2: 108 sorry yeah it's all good
3: yeah i don't um there was a lot of interest in suikoden 2 the vote was pretty close between Mm -hmm. shadow hearts covenant suikoden 2 and uh uh what was the one that almost did it um the, the Radiant one,
0: Historia.
3: yeah, that was it. Radiant Historia. It was pretty mm-hmm. close between all three of those the whole way, and I think it is possible that we'll do Suikoden two and Radiant Historia at later dates, but for now we're talking about Shadow Hearts Covenant, which I mean, can we can we call this thing a cult hit? Yeah, it's pretty think...
0: big. Yeah, like, or a enough. lot of people seem to hold a lot of fondness for it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I think out of the series, I think the series is cult, but this one is perhaps the star. So would you Shadow call it? did you guys play it when it was new?
1: Uh, I played it maybe a year after it came out. Okay. It came out in a time when I was a uh, neat and had no money and a broken PS2. <laughs> so when I got my first job, one of the first things I bought was Shadow Hearts Covenant with my first paycheck.
2: Aww. I love those kinds of stories. <laughs>
3: <laughs> the first
1: time I
2: played this
3: game <laughs> was ever. about two weeks ago. <laughs> well, no, actually, no. I, I tried playing this in uh, around ten years ago and didn't get very far. And I had even... Sort of forgotten most of what I played, but uh, now I've done almost the full first disc, and I'm having a lot of fun with it so far. It's better than I remember.
0: Yeah, I picked it up a couple of years after it first came out, so I think it came out in two thousand four, two thousand five, kind of where there seemed to be a really good like couple of years for JRPGs on the PS2. Um, I picked up one, two, and three, and pretty much played all three of them back to back about two thousand and eight. So, and absolutely loved all of them. Uh, Well, Shadow Hearts three took a bit of warming up to; like, it took me a while to get used to it, and had to replay it last year. But then I kind of appreciated it. But Covenant is my favorite of the three, and personally, one of my favorite games ever. But I'm definitely up for. I love the whole series. It's there's no other series like Shadow Hearts to me, and I think I'll agree with that. Yeah, I think we can all agree on something
2: similar. Between its like waxy um, sense of humor, its dark atmosphere, it's an incredibly atmospheric game.
1: I kind of felt uh, like the Shadow Heart games were kind of like to me they were like oh little exciting different stopovers while I waited for more Shin Megami Tensei titles.
3: Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. This this sort of did come out in the middle of that PS2 heyday where Atlas and, and Square both had really good runs. But uh, yeah, they they, and... they
1: they hit the mark just before Atlas started putting out all the stuff. So Shadow Hearts got there first.
3: But yeah, I, I I agree with Alana and Steph. This is a uh, a really unique feeling game, and I don't know if I can really compare it to anything else besides other Shadow Hearts games. Because any of you guys play Cadalka? Uh,
2: rented no. it once no. upon a time ago. Hmm.
3: No, I'm I'm I'm
1: aware it's of it. Pretty it's pretty
2: rough.
3: It's really it... rough. Yeah,
2: um, so I people say, don't remember it's... it, even if they played it. I don't even really mind. I'm just like, yeah, okay, you didn't miss much. Roger Bacon. It, it, uh... Roger
3: Bacon's in Cadalca, right?
2: Roger Bacon is in it, yes. Okay. Yeah.
3: Is he so does he what still what look like a garden good. gnome sort of without yeah, a hatch? Yeah, there,
0: yeah
3: a little bit. All right, cool.
1: I think it looks okay and I think the voice acting and the script are really good, but like imagine playing, you know, a survival horror game with tank controls and you're interrupted every few steps with like a really lengthy strategy random battle. Um Probably and that's that's why me. that game doesn't really hold up. But I I really want to play through it again because it's, you know, it does have a certain charm. It's just held back by like the most arcade gameplay ever.
2: I think it's a game that even obscure Let's players don't even really touch that much. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's just kind of that kind of game. So it's kind of great. Shadow Hearts kind of came out of it and did something a lot more different and did it really really well.
3: For sure, it's also yeah. one of the rarest PS1 RPGs. Because I mean, I'm I at once upon a time I was trying, yeah, I was trying to buy you know every PS1 RPG that was worth playing, and the prices for Kadelka are always in the hundreds of dollars.
1: Oh my gosh! I got mine in a car boot sale for a pound.
2: <laughs> oh, amazing! <laughs> kind of great being a JRPG fan because, like, they don't print that many copies of this stuff, and it usually always trades in for the
0: most. <laughs> <laughs> sure it <is>. but, yes. <laughs> All Right. Um. So I guess, as, as we've touched on before, I think some of us have played other entries in the series. Um. Now, Shadow Hearts One and Two are directly related. Um. They follow on. Uh, two follows on about six months after the end of the first game. Um, so I don't know how much Mike knows about the first game. You haven't played the first game, have you, Mike?
3: No, I am aware of nothing about it. So there, uh, <laughs> there there's a lot of references to the first game in the uh... second one. So I don't, I don't, I don't mind getting spoiled. That's fine. But <sighs> i was uh... gonna
2: say everybody in favor, <laughs> just booting Mike so we can talk to some sick spoilers. <laughs> yes.
3: No, That's no. My. Oh, come on, guys.
2: <laughs> Mike? All right, I'll re- play for nothing. <laughs> no. Okay,
3: we're rescheduling this episode for February 2019. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but but uh I don't mind getting spoiled a little bit and there's there's plenty of I mean just playing Covenant has gotten some me encountering some spoilers for the first one like uh okay uh, Alice gonna... dies at Alice dies at the end of it.
0: Yes. There's
3: uh, uh um, S- no. Albert Simon or Simon Albert whatever one of those. Uh, Cardinal Simon is the big bad guy and he's now inside a Japanese forest in Yuri's soul.
0: Yep. <laughs>
1: They're getting along just fine now.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Was,
0: uh, Enemy, I'm uh, understanding.
3: Um, maybe this is jumping ahead a little bit, the but but was was ah. w- w- were Simon and Yuri friends in Shadow Hearts One? Because they they're because no. they, no their interaction was really pleasant when when you meet him in the in the Mirror Castle in Shadow oh. Hearts Covenant. And it's it, one
2: of those you defeated me, so like you know you got the you know kings to you. You're the winner. We can kind of get along you now.
1: I took it as like it's just sort of a figment of his psyche.
2: Oh, maybe. So
3: so that's not actually Simon, that's just the memory of Simon living inside Yuri. It's hard to say.
0: I thought it was part of Amon's soul, because I thought that Albert Simon and Amon were one of the same, kind of, because...
3: I thought thought, um, Simon made a contract with Amon, similar to the way Rasputin made a contract with Asmodeus. Sounds about right. That's how I take spoilers. it. Spoilers,
0: <laughs> yeah.
3: Oh, yeah. I guess it goes <laughs> well, without these saying.
0: Are first just spoilers. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna
3: we're gonna spoil the hell out of Shadow Hearts: Covenant over these two episodes, and uh, I, we're already into uh, episode one. Spoilers. Maybe I should have. Maybe we should have mentioned the warning earlier. <laughs> That's
0: okay. I think. Oh yeah, no worries. <laughs> well, the nice thing is, is I think Covenant kind of picked up. Because as great as Shadow Hearts 1 is, it probably hasn't aged as well. I think that's why it puts off a lot of people. So I like the way that they added a lot of the cutscenes from 1 into 2. So like through flashbacks, I think you get Mm -hmm. the... There's a part where you... I think when you meet Albert Simon, you see the bit where he's rising up to summon God or Metagod. I think the final bosses of One And... It's, yeah, they they, they, cool. they mentioned
3: they mentioned Earl Yeah in the uh, in when about the three books that you find in one or something. So it was the it, right. is, is the final boss that they uh, summon in one the like Cthulhu's castle,
2: basically right? Yeah, because it was literally yeah, an alien.
3: Because yeah. uh, and and they said they mentioned that one of those books was Earl Yeah, or I don't know how to say it, but which is a an evil castle in the Cthulhu mythos, I think. But I'm not, a, I'm not... I haven't read that that's where self-craft. That's
1: where Cthulhu lives. He lives in the yeah. in the city of, y- of Yoda.
0: Before we go running ahead with Shadow Hearts 1 we're going to look at this game and I think no better way to start off with Shadow Hearts Covenant than its battle system and I think this is where it gets a lot of well-deserved praise although it's even more improved upon in 3. So I guess obviously this isn't everyone's first experience of the Judgment Ring because we've at least played 1 and part of 2 or all of the series, yeah. Mike's played yeah. a little bit of two before, but yeah. <laughs> but I like a lot of the additions. So, what does everyone think of the Judgment Ring? Especially, I think compared to the first instalment. So, why don't we start with Robert? What do you think of it? And why What would you like see? Obviously, the differences between the two games. Um, I
1: think the the I think Covenant makes a huge improvement on the Judgment Ring, whereas. Um, the first Shadow Hearts game—it's essentially a—it's—it's it's like kind of a standard early PS2 um, turn-based battle system, but with this timing element to it. But where uh, where Shadow Hearts Covenant improves is that it it adds this sort of kind of lunar esque or maybe Legend of Heroes style uh, enemy positioning uh, and character positioning system, where you know you can. Um, use the ring in different ways to um, bat enemies into each other to uh, knock them close to each other and then hit them with an area of effect skill. Uh, but I will say that um, so many times playing through this have a, has you know, using the judgment ring and forfeiting all my attacks because I've missed the timing on, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. on something uh, has made me curse out loud, which is not something I often do. Um, <laughs> I
3: awesome.
2: seem to
1: have gotten the timing down, but I, I'm not sure if this one plays too well on HD TV, but uh, Alana, you're not having any problems with that, are you?
0: I don't know. I don't seem to be, unless my timing is like two or three seconds out anyway. Which in <laughs> the case, then it wouldn't matter. But um, what, what kind of I connection if... are
3: you using to the HD TV?
1: Um, uh, what do you call it? the uh, The, the three colored cables. The, okay, uh, yeah, the AV, yeah. I'm sticking, I'm sticking or AV. that you know, yeah, yeah, they, they, they,
3: a yeah, if it's an AV into an HDTV, then the video could have some latency. But if it's component cables, then you'll have less ca- latency. the The five pronged ones. Okay. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm playing I'm playing on an ancient uh, tube TV that I lugged up from my basement. Oh, that should be fine. Is, yeah, which is oh, no, it, it's working fine for me. It was just yeah, it was just a pain in the ass dragging that television up up two flights of stairs. But
2: uh, <laughs> they're heavier than they look.
3: Yeah. But yeah, um, um, the, the combat system. I uh, at first I was a little worried because when you th- when you think of having to play a mini game for every attack, it makes me think of one of my least favorite battle systems ever, Legend of Dragoon, which is is, ooh, is which is fun, at, which is fun at first until every battle takes eight minutes, even if you win on the first turn.
0: Oh,
3: I God, but this yeah. is kind
1: of a perfect version. Of, well, not perfect, but it's, it's such such a better version of what Legend of Dragoon set out to try and achieve.
3: Yeah, and um, I, I appreciate that it's it, it um it's an active battle system that has, you know, positioning and timeline elements, almost like Final Fantasy X, and, uh, and you know, timed hits, but also feels fast. It's hmm. uh, a, a turn-based battle system that feels quick is like an ideal RPG battle system for me. And um, I think that uh, uh, Shadow Hearts Covenants hits that sweet spot. It's real good. Yeah.
2: I, I always like the part where it's like, um, yeah, you want to use an item and you can critical hit technically the items or miss yeah. completely. <laughs> and it's always something Stop I want to go for. I'm just like, nah, let's do it. Let's get greedy. <laughs> and then Wait. I fail and then everyone dies.
0: The, the, the curse thing is the third and fifth keys where you have to hit. use. Like it's basically you get three rounds of your own judgment ring. And if you yeah. miss one hit, you get as many hits as you made. But I've reset still, for that. I'm um, like, let's, let's do it again. <laughs> <was yeah>. <laughs> I do like, like you bring up, I do like the way that Integrum, like, bring it in with the items, the magic. It's such a neat little way to kind of.
3: And discounts like, and shops.
2: All,
0: <laughs> discounts <laughs> and shops, which is amazing.
2: It's, Although... it's really obnoxious that it's absolutely everywhere, but I totally indulge in it.
1: <laughs> that lottery can get in the sea, though.
2: I, I, I always hated <laughs> getting uh, the best weapon for Yuri for that. Yeah. Yeah, oh. that's me. Up a wall. Oh. You'll find this out soon, Michael. Oh, all right.
3: Yes. <laughs> I, I, I've, I don't know. Maybe I'm. Maybe I just played a ton of rhythm games in the mid 2000s. But I, uh, I haven't had major issues with the Judgment Ring. I've only used a third key or a fifth key once for a certain boss that was, uh, where that was getting a little hairy. I think I might. I, I'm, I, I'm able to win encounters in the first turn all the time. But I think, but boss battles are really. Struggling, maybe I think I might be under leveled, but I'm not sure. Uh, I'm I'm in the second round of Russia, and my characters are level tw- uh, twenty or twenty one right now. Ooh. So yeah. I might I might be yeah. low. I'm not sure. Uh, but it's I, I I've had a lot of fun with the Judgment Ring, and um, uh, this is maybe a bit of a tangent, but my, maybe my favorite part of it is uh, uh, the arguments that Yuri has with the Judgment Soul, with the Ring Soul. <gasps> It's. Oh it, it, I, I mean, it, it, we'll talk about the dialogue of this game more, but, but uh, and and how weird and sarcastic Yuri's dialogue is. But his inca- a lot
2: of fun with those. His, yeah, it, it,
3: his, his encounter with the soul rings or his encounters with the soul ring are among my favorite dialogue in the game. It's. It, <laughs> it, it would be. It would be so, so, so. Yeah. It would be. It would be <laughs> so easy to have the ring soul just be a regular character that just sort of tell, told you what he was doing, but. His relationship with Yuri is so strange. I love it.
1: I just like how upset the Ring Soul gets. He gets like put yeah. really out, yeah. kind of embarrassed.
3: Yeah, he's sensitive, and Yuri's and Yuri's weird and kind of mean and sarcastic. And the Ring Soul like first gets sort of sullen, then sort of opens up a little bit, and doesn't really oh. ever trust Yuri. It's yeah. adorable.
0: I love it when he like throws a tantrum and he's like, "I'm going home to my wife," and Yuri's like, "You, you have can't a wife? Go and tell me <laughs> you wife? have a wife." It's, like, yeah. it's quite cute because um, I'm just a bit further ahead. I think I'm on disc I'm on this two now. So you get to a point where you're so close to the ring soul that he shares the wife and he's got a daughter as well. Yeah, he... so he shares their names and it's so cute. It's just you could just like you said, you, it could just be a little like development plot device, but actually, like you say. There's so much quirky dialogue in there that it's, I find myself laughing every time because <laughs> that ring soul is so kind of uptight. He's just like, I must do my duty perfectly. And then Yuri comes in all and is like, I'm not a traditional JRPG hero. It's fine. It's yeah, and and also pretty
2: that's, much that's how the um, badly translated dialogue in the first game gets pretty good with Yuri for that.
0: He's just even yeah. more
2: rash and just more goofy.
0: Yeah. Uh, anyways, yeah. Um, so I guess related to the battle system, um, is there's a really neat little magic system that this game's got, um, called Solomon's Key, which you get, I think, Mm -hmm. around a third to halfway through disc one. I mean, I really like Solomon's Key, because I like a lot of the demon lore that they bring into Shadow hearts. It's Mm -hmm. so cool, and it's something that I've dabbled in a little bit and read around, but I need to refresh my memory. Well, um,
3: um, Solomon's Key is a real document. It's a, uh, it's it's an occult text that... Is allegedly from, uh, uh, I think, w- w- what is it? Is it from the Hebrew Kabbalah or, so- or it's it, it's 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 supposedly from there, but it was probably just uh, like manufactured by uh, by Renaissance mystics. But anyway, it's 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 a lot of occult stuff in the real Solomon's Key, but part of it yeah. is listing seventy-two demons that could that you know occultists tried to summon and you see the 72 demons from Solomon's key in a lot of video games like uh they're they're very present in the Shin Megami Tensei and Persona games mm-hmm. uh and uh yeah. and in and in this game you basically the you collect are they are they glyphs or you you collect demons yeah. from Solomon's yeah, key cl- yeah they're crests right that's it you collect crests and you can uh learn magic from them and place them in the book in certain patterns which is a really fun sort of a uh, persistent mini game.
2: I really, really like it, but I hate how obnoxious it is to find items in the game where you basically got to be clicking X at every single corner
0: of mm, every room. Yeah,
2: <laughs> so, like, great. if you miss a Solomon's Key, you could have missed it, like, in the first town, in a ho- house, in a barrel, back then.
0: I but like that. M- I most are... it, like, so old RPG kind of thing. Yeah. I get you, definitely. Like, it is a little bit old, but I do like... Especially where you get, like... I don't know, i just come straight off the back of playing 15 where it tells you where every item is on the map. Yeah. Um, and then it's nice to kind of wander around because it's like finding a penny on the corner. Like, but also, uh,
3: I, th- I think most of the areas in Shadow Hearts Covenant can be revisited yeah uh,
2: it's pretty easy to revisit areas at least yeah, cuz i remember yeah, I
3: mean, um uh, you know else this, this game is rotten with persistent side quests by the way cuz like uh, every character has at least one uh kind of item or kind of quest to collect yeah it's 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 there's yeah. a lot of them but oh, yeah. uh, cuz and i i remember um when i was checking to see where the next wolf was in the wolf bout for blanca who I guess we'll talk about later, maybe in the next episode. Um, he, I, for, I think, two of them, you had to revisit old dungeons. So you, it's possible to revisit almost every point in Shadow Hearts Covenant, which is nice because missable items are one of my biggest pet peeves in RPGs. But, yeah, it's you have to be really thorough, and it's really hard to collect everything because I think there's 72 crests, right?
0: Yep. Possibly,
2: yeah. Something big like that, yeah.
3: And I, th- I think I'm in the 30s where I am, where I have them now. But uh, but the, I, it's a really fun mini game. Crest for 72 demons. Yeah. Yeah, the, it's really fun to uh, go into the Solomon's key and uh, and and like uh, based on the descriptions of each de- of each crest, having to position them around, and then it, the reward is pretty very, good. Um,
1: this guy yeah, sits
3: next to this guy,
1: and yeah. he's over here. So <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, we'll
3: let you puzzle this
1: out. It's pretty easy, but it, no, it's it's not hard, but it's, it's cute. An extra layer of charm.
0: It is cool. The only area that ever gives me any trouble is the top one, which is the will. Oh, it's like the battlefield one, hmm. because some of the descriptions are really vague. Because it's like one of them sitting on a horse, but actually it doesn't sit on the square where the horse is, and it's like yeah, and the horse is sort of near that?
3: three squares.
0: <laughs> yeah, but I really like doing it because as you get more, it becomes easier. And sometimes I just leave some to one side, and I'm just like, oh, I've picked up Loray. I must go next to. I don't know, Azmodius or something. Oh, yeah, you get crests for each of the um, three major demons as well. So, that's oh really yeah, cool. that makes
3: that makes sense. They are oh, yeah, they are in great. the they are in the real Solomon's key.
0: Exactly, mm-hmm. but it's nice because you also get rewards for it as well. So you get like an extra spell once you've completed an area on each crest. So rather than using like 11 CP um, to equip a crest that's got like the level three spell, eventually you'll get like a level two crest or like something that's got like 5 cp that will get a level 3 spell and you're like oh i can just put all my buffs on cuz shadow Hearts likes buffs and debuffs a lot
3: those buff spells are really useful
0: yeah. i i get a lot of, the of games where they actually do help
3: yeah i, I get a lot of mileage out of the def- out of the barrier and shield ones for boss battles and, uh, yeah. and and I sort of mentioned this before, but almost every character has a dedicated side quest where you have to collect items. So, it, yeah, it, it's it, a it bit really, much. yeah, it really behooves. I like d-
2: Geppetto's. <laughs>
3: Geppetto's. Is, uh, we, <laughs> yeah. we, we we have to talk about those dolls and those dresses, and those cards. Oh, the cards. Geppetto <laughs> and his real doll. <laughs> um. So, uh, uh, who who wants to run it down?
2: Oh, um, Aww. so what you have to do is you have to find like the cards with like burly semi-naked men on them. Stud cards? Them for a- yeah, stud cards, sorry. And then exchange <laughs> it for a new dress for your doll. And at least you can pick what dress you want. And there's a different element for every dress.
1: I was explaining this to my girlfriend while she was, you know, checking in on me playing, and I was like, "Well, you see, that's Geppetto, but instead of Pinocchio, he's got like this really realistic small girl, and she needs to get more dresses. So I have to find this like gay erotica and give it to these two gay <laughs> shopkeeps, and then they design a costume for her, and then she can use more spells." And my girlfriend was just like, "Well, well, what?" Mm-hmm. No, that that really is accurate.
2: And the stuff special cards sassy, are super. Sassy At
3: least
2: everybody gets the benefit in that kind of a weird ass side quest.
3: And and I even like uh in Geppetto's regular attacks, he has to do the same cutesy poses that his doll makes. It's, oh, th- th- yeah. Th- th- there's just a really weird uh there's a really weird visual to to every character in this game, all of the characters feel unique, even in just how their, their judgment rings are slightly different from each other and how their, uh, their specific character, specific abilities are different. It's shadow hearts. It, there's so many parts of it are completely wacky, but its tone is sort of dark and atmospheric and it, um, it takes all of this wackiness and stride and people treat it like it's normal for the most part. It's, I, it's it's hard to describe unless you actually play it yourself, and it is really really cool. I I dig the the strangeness and the darkness of uh, Shadow Hearts's vibe a lot. This is it's it's mm-hmm. awesome. It, like playing this yeah. makes me want to go and play one and three like right after right afterwards, and I and I just might. I'm not sure yet, but I have uh, to say
2: there's there's something to be said about uh some of the real world RPG settings, and it kind of mm. makes it a lot of fun to kind of play in reality like that. Mm.
0: Yeah, I definitely think that's why I really love the game, because it just kind of throws... It does love crafty, and it. it does the kind of, let's put you in the real world, throw demons in and see how everything changes, That's what basically. I love, though, is that like yeah,
2: it's a, I mean... a real-world game, but where like all myths and demons and all that kind of stuff are real. Basically, mm-hmm. it's yeah. the exact same, but where magic is real, and monsters happen. And there, there's yeah. not
3: a lot of RPGs like that. Like, I mean... I don't know, maybe Terra Enigma, like the second half of Terra Enigma, which is another mm-hmm. game that Retro Encounter has covered. But uh yeah, it's it, they they use the real world settings pretty well and um some real world locations, like uh, I think uh you go you go to Notre Dame at least at one point, and, mm-hmm. uh, and 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 the winter palace in Moscow, of course. You go all over or, I'm sorry, in, in Petrograd. But yeah, it's, yeah, you're your globe you're uh globe trotting and
0: actually talking about real world things reminds me of the disclaimer at the beginning of this game where it likes to tell you that none of the people or areas in this game are real and it's like no wait t lawrence is in front of me and you know (laughs) it's like you're telling me anastasia's not real but it's like oh it's just cover our ass move if there ever was one yeah Mm -hmm. and it's like it's
3: just I how dare you you tell me that joaquin the wrestling vampire is not real
2: she exactly. didn't kill
1: Rasputin. Roger Bacon wasn't a thousand-year-old alien. So. Yep.
0: <laughs> exactly. Oh. So you got to anast- cover your ass in yeah, case somebody gets confused. Is, uh, yeah. So we have I- some fun with it. Exactly. Actually, Shadow Hearts has the. It's the only game that's got a location that's near to where I live. So Southampton <laughs> is like oh, about, yeah. an hour, <laughs> about an hour and a bit away from where I live. So I'm just like oh look, so close, but. Yeah, no wrestling ring, no vampires, no great god. Uh,
3: I think so. we, I think we have to spend at least a few minutes talking about Joaquin because he is my favorite character in a walk.
2: Oh Aww. man, what a great weapon gimmick too! I, uh, everything about him, his uh, his stupid rhythms and everything too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he, like, great, like I remember one ep- like one battle. All of a sudden, he was just invisible. I was like, mm-hmm. "What the hell happened? And why?"
3: It's <laughs> like it's like, "Oh, okay, he's a bat now. All right, but he's yeah. dealing more damage. That's okay." And yeah. uh, my favorite thing about him, and this is a, a weird thing to be my favorite thing about him, is uh, it's only happened twice so far, but sometimes he'll just see an object in the real world and be and be like, huh, that mailbox. I, th- I think I want that mailbox. <laughs> and, and Yuri's like, don't take the mailbox. That is stealing. And then he just rips the mailbox out of the <laughs> ground <laughs> and is like, yes, this mailbox is perfect.
2: We want <laughs> <one laughs> of- have conversations about how weird it is. And then his <laughs> weapons just get
0: weirder and weirder. And then like, <laughs> they yeah, don't make sense anymore. I think... There's two last weapons. One is a tower which has got employees in it from who made the game. What? And the final weapon is the Nautilus, which I think is the company that originally published or made this game or they wanted one developer, yeah. Wait, you mean like
3: do you mean like 20,000 leagues under the sea Nautilus? Yeah, like, like much. A, a, the the submarine from 20,000 leagues under the sea is his final weapon. Yeah. I I I am <laughs> so excited to play the rest of this game. Oh my I, um, God! This is this is, a like be, how... this is a better version of Kanji's weapons in Persona 4. Oh man! Yeah.
1: I like how his bio changes depending on what uh, form he's taken. So, like for the golden bat, it says like he takes this form when he wants to do the shopping unmolested. <laughs> <laughs> Not in a very social mood.
3: And also is if only one of the very few openly gay characters in in a JRPG 2.
2: Was he?
3: Uh, uh, yeah, he is queer. Yeah. Yeah, oh, did, uh, should I mention how I discovered he was gay? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't
2: uh, okay. really catch it. I don't In know how well it pay um, attention.
3: Near the middle of disc one, there's a point where uh, five of your characters are locked up, and Veronica, the weird s lady, is trying to pick which one to torture. And if she picks Joaquin, while she's torturing him... And and you know obviously enjoying the torture very much. Joaquin tells her, "No, no, no, I'm gay. I'm not into women." And I'm like, "Well, this is a strange way of coming out to someone." But Did he actually uh, come out right out and say. He, it? He, he does. He says it. He says that directly. It's one of it's it, some of his dialogue options, and he makes it very clear. So
1: yeah,
2: you no, know, like this series is actually pretty okay with having its gay characters right out in the open. Yeah, like unambiguously mm-hmm. they're, gay. They're
1: kind of. The well, it's, 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 yeah, 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 the shopkeepers, yeah, and, and, well, and
3: it's—they're yeah. obviously jokes. And Joaquin is maybe the silliest playable character, but at, but at least he's a badass. And uh, I mean,
2: and 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 I don't the fact that, that much of the, an
3: issue the, fact the fact that they're openly the gay is—I think the fact that they're openly gay at all is remarkable for a JRPG. Hmm.
2: And a pretty a pretty old one
1: too. I I played um, Tokyo Twilight ghost hunters about like maybe two a year or two years ago and and that had another pair of gay characters kind of you know kind of in the vein of the shopkeep but like i i felt like that game was it handled it way worse and it kind of like basically like tried to say that um all gay people were sex offenders whereas i feel like it's just kind of like a more of an innocent sort of ignorance in shadow hearts
0: yeah, possibly. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, yeah,
3: I he's know what you're well. I mean, Joaquin's not a sex offender, and he's and he's a badass, yeah. powerful character. Right. He's uh, if anything, yeah, I, I, I'm, I mean, uh I go ahead. I'm mostly talk about the shopkeeps Sure, they are
1: be
2: silly looking.
3: Fun. Yeah,
1: they, yeah, they tend to act
2: like like just just over the top flamboyant, like unrelentingly.
3: And well, they they <laughs> they reward you for finding cartoonish gay porn scattered around, <laughs> scattered around the world.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, that will do. Um. I oh, guess. actually, yeah. Uh, one thing I wanted to talk about.
0: Uh, what do you guys think of the music so far? I would say it's good. It's definitely not in the caliber of the first game. I think first game was definitely. We best, would, yeah, we had a bit of the discussion about it on the first, just before we started recording, and mm-hmm. it's definitely less Mitsuda and more. I can't remember the name of the other composer. Did um, G- the, Yoshita-
1: the theme? Yeah, as well. he did
0: Yoshitaka. I think and it's good like like you say the town theme is really repetitive it doesn't really change in japan you get a different town theme in japan not as good yeah oh i quite Um, like the japan one but maybe it's because you hear it less often because you spend more time in europe but the sort of main
2: village that you visit a lot in japan is really really nice i think that one's really pleasant
0: is that yeah. is that the
3: one you were alluding to before the good the good town music later in the game? The good
2: one, yeah. Okay, cool. It's, it's just exceedingly pleasant and still has. It's a it's an all piano piece, but it it's just got a very pleasant vibe and still has a very j- distinctly Japanese sound to it, so it's nice. Yeah, it's, that um,
1: first game uh, soundtrack kind of walks the line between kind of like tribal primalism and trip hop, and
0: yes. yeah. this
1: soundtrack sounds a lot. A lot softer in comparison. Yes. Yeah,
0: yeah.
2: It, that's actually one thing I wanted to mention was like, especially by way of battle themes. Uh, I haven't played the third game yet, but the first and the second game have very, uh, kind of very rhythmic battle themes to kind of go along with the battle system. I find it's less melodic, and more yeah. rhythmic. Mm, yeah,
3: they, yeah, they they really they push the bass and the percussion in a way that's uh, that makes is is more recognizable than the actual melody of the song.
0: It is, yeah. But it really gets you pumped up. It totally works for the battle system. Yeah, I think the third game's got the best battle system, battle, not battle system, but the best battle music in dead fingers, dead hand fingers, or something like that. But it's the battle theme for North America, and it's really great, and it does the same sort of thing. So, uh, I,
2: hear it. I really
0: like it, but... yeah, so I'm glad
2: think... they kept that consistent. Like, that's actually, like, an element of the music that they wanted to carry over.
0: Hmm. Yeah. But no, I uh... think... Atmospheric is another word to describe the first game soundtrack. Like, oh yeah, it's, beastly, it's tribal dudes. You have got some like, like the dungeon themes in two in Covenant are a little bit atmospheric, but they're kind of just a bit dull. Whereas I don't you've remember got remember them at all, yeah. they pretty I,
1: sparse. Yeah,
3: there's a, there's a lot of yeah. e- it. It feels like incidental music. There's a lot of echoing, and not a not a really strong melody that to latch onto. It's not like Mega Man stages where like the stages are partially defined by the music. It it's it, I think they're just trying to com, uh contribute to the atmosphere instead of having a really likeable or recognizable dungeon tune. And uh, can we mm-hmm. talk about the dungeons for a minute or two because um they they're either yeah. they're either real good or I can't wait for mm-hmm. them to end. <laughs>
2: Uh oh, you haven't beaten, wait okay so for those who beat the first disc that final dungeon or where uh I think around where Rasputin is that floating it like flesh flying. city oh my god that, that is
3: uh, that's almost unacceptable that
2: second song that plays there i At haven't, Nauseam,
3: I, haven't I haven't gotten there yet i must be i must be just before it oh this my this game's god.
1: already got a bit of an issue with um its random encounter rate being a bit Mm, and that um that particular dungeon really just like piles Ridiculous. them all on. Yeah. Yeah, maybe cuz yeah. maybe
3: it's cuz I've I, I mean I I've played Sh- Skies of Arcadia twice and I just finished playing <laughs> Dragon Warrior Dragon Quest 7 but I don't think this is I don't think the random encounter rates that bad but uh some of the dungeons like the the winding subway tunnels and that mine in between Southampton oh. and Wales like it's it, it yeah. uh they're just Annoying and windy, and not easy to navigate, and having the fixed camera perspective change sometimes can uh, sometimes throws me off balance.
0: Oh no, that's like my pet hate where you like come down a corridor and it turns perspective, and then all of a sudden your character <laughs> goes backwards and it's like, yeah. Okay. At least there's
3: a map this time. Yeah, yeah, the but mini the mini map helps, but still, I. Some of the dungeons are just too long and too empty and boring, but a couple of them are really cool, like the uh, the Italian headquarters for Sapiante's uh, Gladio. I love that yeah, one. It's that. Yeah, it, really it's good. it's less like a dungeon and more that you're just finding hidden passages in a uh, in in a, really in, a in a regular building. Yeah. yeah, it it's yeah. cool. It feels like it feels like a spy side story. It's it's awesome. If if the dungeons felt distinct and different and had fewer just winding corridors, I'd like them a lot better. Mm. But uh, about again, around half of the dungeons are cool and interesting, and the other half are like, ah, oh, man, maybe I should just check game facts. <laughs> too,
1: too many instances where, like, you go down a floor to pick up a single item and then go back up to the previous floor, and it's oh. like, well, that didn't really need to be there, did it?
3: Unless it's yeah. a ring soul, in which case you get all of them.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, of course.
0: Nemo <laughs> ruins is the worst one. I hate meme ruins because I just hate moving block With... dungeons or just, oh, like, yeah. make staircase dungeons, and I hate. Them so much, and this one it's not the worst one, but it's just the no. whole idea. It's just like, oh, look, it's another one. And it's and it's, oh. it's its
3: not a good version of of a, of a moving platform dungeon. And there's already plenty of moving platform dungeons in RPGs,
0: yeah. I think the only dungeons I liked are like Sapienta's Gladio, um, is headquarters, and mm-hmm. also Man Mariana Island was quite nice because at least you had to do some sort of puzzle where you had to put all the like zodiac pictures together. Oh, right, and that's that's, that's
3: like... the one with the cat at the end, right.
0: That's, that's the one with Andre at the end right yeah
3: um,
0: so that's like a reward in itself so. <laughs> that,
3: that, that's my favorite boss so far is the giant pink cat that turns on his owner <laughs> oh,
2: oh, there's a, there's like a... I, I did have to roll my eyes before they fight it though like, like man oh. that is one big pussy it's like oh yeah. god they yeah, that said is, it that and is something wood.
3: that is something he literally said <laughs>
2: Yeah. Yeah. And, um, like there's like a little glitter in his eye i swear to god i was like he's <laughs> gonna say it isn't he he's gonna say it and then he said it <laughs> That's <laughs> That's
3: gonna...
1: i reckon that mao in 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 uh shadow hearts from the new world it must have been like a positive response to that pink
3: cat if if not on <laughs> oh
1: yeah behalf but you, of fans, but you, you on don't the, of yeah. the developers
3: but you don't kill the pink cat because after the fight's over you see the cat uh um, prowling in its cage so you you just you, you, all you did was subdue it and then put it in its cage and you didn't actually yeah. kill it which I, I think that what shot the? I think that shot was just so that you know uh, cat people had to be reassured that the cat wasn't murdered
2: yeah. <gasps> and also that, too, that cat is it's adorable
1: the... it's not like the cat demons of the first game so. right
2: no. I'm happy to say that dogs also get their, you know, dog lovers also get their. Oh own yeah, character the, their this t- is oh, this awesome. is
3: this is one of the best dog, one of the best RPGs for dog lovers because Blanca is excellent.
2: Mm-hmm. They, good character. The, I think it's the fastest character too. He's the fastest. He is. He, he's fast. Yeah.
3: He's a, Hey, I think he has average. Yeah, he has like average stats, but okay, magic and high speed, and he is somehow the most level-headed and maybe the smartest character in the game.
2: Yeah, <laughs> never know it. it a really key, it I, a I really like key. how they actually give him a voice for those uh, dog fights. <laughs> yeah, this is good talk, <laughs> talk with other dogs, so you can get him to beef him up for his own personal quest uh, uh, This is
1: another one of those parts of um, Shadow Hearts that just like is kind of like just weird and creepy when you think about it. Like Yuri going all Michael Vick and making his dog fight in the streets <laughs> against other dogs.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's no, no, it's no, kind of
1: horrible.
2: It's not really his dog, right? But, but like,
1: but also that he doesn't really want to fight either, and it's just yeah. like Yuri like having a a show of machismo against these other trainers.
3: I well, I, I don't um, I I don't think it's quite like that because it's fine. Uh, because Blanca does fight some of them without Yuri, and because uh, I mean Blanca saves the party's ass when uh they're when they're being tortured by the S and M lady. Um, first of all, it's it's wolves and not dogs. It's called the wolf bout, and they and the way that they frame it is like they it's to determine who is the alpha dog of you know the whole world. Of course. So <laughs> so it's it, in a, in a way it's it's wolves you know challenging each other for territory and not you know domesticated dogs yeah. fighting at the behest <laughs> of their humans.
1: So and it's, when they it, lose. They put their cute little paw print on like Right.
0: I've got a personal affection for. The space dog and the zombie dog. I think oh, so weird, man. Just... I, I, got... I haven't met the zombie
3: yeah. dog yet, but the space dog that talks in emojis or, or it, ta- that yeah. talks, it talks in ASCII art, maybe, is, yeah, is they pretty get,
2: like, hilarious. In disc
0: too. The entire game is weird. <laughs> it it really is a weird does. game. I, I like Blanka. In disc two, there's like a bit where you have to control him and okay. he meets up with some other characters and... They, show him they affectionately... have, like, hiding against
2: a wall, like
0: back yeah. up against a oh. wall. Oh, is that the prison where you have to sneak around the prison? And he just mm-hmm. gets yeah. up on his hind legs and is like, "You can't see me now." Yeah, like, <laughs> and doing? there's,
3: and and, and there's there's one part where Yuri's not listening to someone that's lecturing him, and he just starts pee-pee... he picks up Blanca's paws and just starts oh. dancing with him. it's oh. Like... Oh. So cute. And then Blanca, yeah, um... Blanca doesn't seem totally into it, but it's like, okay, this is this is regular dog owner stuff, and Yuri is just like a seven-year-old kid.
0: No, Blanca, Blanca doesn't do cute, because there's a little girl in Disc 2 who like, nicknames him Snowball, and no. he just barks at her, and then there's in brackets, it's just like, no, I'm not taking the name Snowball, my name's Blanca, <laughs> Blanca! And then she's just like, good boy! And he's like, no! And he growls, and it's like... Oh, I just want a Blanca. See, I have white dogs and it's just like why are you to Blanca's standards? Like you're just not there.
3: Blanca but... is an excellent, excellent video game animal. Really really excellent. Mm. Agreed. Yes,
0: definitely. If um... if if, if,
3: jo- if Joaquin wasn't so hysterical and great, he Blanca would be my favorite, but he's a solid number two.
2: Oh, okay, we got we gotta ask the important question here. What does everybody
0: think of Karen? Oh. Yeah.
2: Well, oh. she's
3: put on her halter top and her thigh high
1: boots to fight uh-huh. World War One. Yep, she go. has.
0: I really like Karen, actually. I get.
2: I mean, uh, I we'll like get. Like her to as a it.
0: character, man. That's fair enough. I think. Yeah, she's a bit. No, <laughs> whoa, whoa. Um, That's I think she's a little bit stereotypical, maybe, and <laughs> I think, especially coming off the back of when I first played it. And we'll find this out in this too. Mm-hmm. There are lots of things that I find really uncomfortable about her. Um, and oh. I don't really like I don't know, there are things I do really like her and I like the way she fights, and I like I think she's quite cute and I don't know, but I, I feel do like-in a
2: character like in a game full of like very kind of fun and motley crew of characters, normal. she's a bit
0: normal, yeah. She is a blank slate really, isn't she? And by
2: comparison especially.
0: I do yeah. get I don't like the kind of fact that she falls for yuri a little bit and i'm just sort of like no I'm like oh i'm just a have... alice and yuri like well in a, in a way um... It, um
2: well like Sorry what i don't it. like about it is that yeah. i feel like yuri's still kind of in mourning and she's kind of butting yeah, in
0: exactly and even i will we'll talk about it actually it might be better to save most of it till the second episode because there are issues with her that i have that come to light in the second episode, any second half, anyway. So, but go on. Um, Robert was going to say something.
1: Oh, um, it kind of strikes me like they were setting her up to be the protagonist, or if not, like a bit of a decoy protagonist. You know, she's uh-huh. she's front and center on the box. You start the game as her. Yeah, um, no, and she
3: she temporarily t- uh, teams up with grown up Hitler Youth priest, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. And and, and and I wonder if like maybe there was a different script where she was supposed to have a bit of a um a little bit more characterization, or... or, I don't know. She doesn't seem like as fleshed out as, as she, she could have yeah, been.
2: I think did,
1: so. did you guys like Alice, those of you who played the first game?
2: Uh, you know what? I liked her for that kind of contrast to to Yuri.
1: Yeah.
2: You know, if he's hot-blooded yeah. and, you know, the color red, she's kind of cool in the color blue, uh-huh. you know? Uh,
0: I'm she's not sure not if Alice works for me. Yeah, like, she's okay. Oh, she is quite like again standard like yeah. exorcist mm. priest woman who's you know, she's got you know, panty shots and everything. Like <laughs> I do quite the like skirt in the world. She does. <laughs> and for like... somebody and who's it... so modest. <laughs> it rolls up as well. But I do like I like Alice a lot because of like you say like Steph says, the way that she like counteracts Yuri and I think she's really sweet and I like their relationship a lot. Maybe I feel really bad for saying that though, because obviously part of it is the fact that well, as she canonically dies at the end of one. Right.
3: Well, I mean, so... I mean they've they mentioned it a bunch of times in two, so I, I yeah. figured out that she died.
0: It's... But you can't it get... does a...
3: she? Yeah.
2: Ex- oh, yeah. It's got to um... be said, I love how cool that is, that in the first game, they give you two different endings, and the second game takes on the bad ending. And I yeah. think that's just a really cool idea. I don't feel many have done that.
3: <laughs> that's ballsy of them, too. If there's a good ending and a bad ending, and I'm, I'm, I'm presuming that the good ending is... Maybe uh, you know she doesn't die, or they live happily ever after, or something like that. Yeah, they
1: managed yeah. to find a way to tie that into Covenant in a really interesting way. Very, to really very at well at the end of the next okay. Oh,
2: Honestly, one of my favorite video game endings for what it does. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, I'm, I'm, really I'm assuming
3: some Heart, kind of time it's travel. Really smart.
2: It's smart. It's really
3: yeah. I'm assuming and time travel will, shenanigans. Um, I guess. Maybe. Huh? Well, I, I, I guess I'll find out. You'll get a lot
1: out of playing Shadow Hearts one after two. <laughs>
3: okay. All
1: right. Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, oh! I wanted to talk about uh, the victory theme. Everybody love it. Oh, I know, it's <laughs> obviously the greatest. Yeah. I, I did. It's all victorious, and then it just kind of weird sound effects, weird hollow sound effects. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I,
1: somebody <laughs> dropped a bunch of like um pitched beads oh. on a floor.
3: Yeah, I, I, I didn't listen to it at first until Steph um uh, bef- <laughs> b- before we recorded you uh, you said oh 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 how about that victory theme? So I, I went and listened to it more closely the next time I played the game, and uh, the, like you mentioned, it's a, it seems like a pretty normal victory fanfare for like eight seconds, and then it's a bunch of like weird echoey like space clock sounds or something, and it's and uh, with <laughs> with a with a really sort of like rumbly bass. It's it, it's weird and cool.
2: Yay! we got more fans <laughs> well, I think, um how do we feel I about like character designs, too? Yes, that was what I was gonna jump into um I,
3: I like how unique and and different they feel it's i mean it's not all the same character build, the same body type it's a uh, it's a diverse looking cast which is uh which is important to me that that a cast you know you can tell hmm. the difference between different characters and uh i I like it yeah. for that and I like how each character has unique a unique mechanic and a unique side quest mm-hmm
0: a bit anachronistic though, some of them. Like, yeah, oh. <laughs> the biggest one, like, how does she do those? How does she do that <laughs> outfit? Like, where is it from? And I guess. Well, they're all a bit anachronistic in a way. I guess. Oh, absolutely. Geppetto's yeah. maybe withstanding, although he's quite clearly inspired by Ella Pinocchio, Geppetto slash like I'm, every. I'm like, distracted. Hatter.
3: I'm distracted by the two straps that come from uh, from Yuri's butt pack.
0: Yeah. yeah. At the
3: very at the very beginning of the game, I'm like, "Wait, does he have tails? No, no. That's those are straps from a leather pouch." Okay.
0: They're, they're so oh, satisfying though, because they I'm like rattle as you move, yeah. and so I'm just like tapping along to it, and I'm like, <laughs> "I just, I like." Well, have you seen Yuri's design in the first game, Mike? Or because it's a little different. I have. I haven't. No. Um, he basically just wears It's like more, I guess, traditional. Maybe a bit more suitable, I guess. But it's just like a it's still shirt, weird. Yeah, trousers, it's just and a massive brown a weird coat. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but
1: if I if I remember correctly, weren't, weren't the weren't the portraits in the first game uh, monochromatic? Yep. Yeah, yeah. they were. I think I liked that a bit more. It was a little bit like kind of sketchy and moody.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, kind of dates it nicely.
1: Yeah, it, it looks nice. Um, yeah, they were
0: like tea stained and ripped as well. So yeah. And
1: really I just... I felt like maybe like the the full color uh, and the and the redrawn portraits were they still looked good, but they weren't quite. They didn't have quite the same effect on me as 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 they did the first time round.
0: Yeah,
2: I mean, I guess honest... I'm a bit of a blame on that for the artist who draws very very oval heads too. <laughs> I don't know, it just yeah. gets a little distraught. Sorry, I got a critical eye for that kind of thing. Nope. <laughs> um, oh, one of my favorite uh, villains has to be Lenny. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, where did that <laughs> just, guy come from? <laughs> it just
2: kind of comes back. My favorite is the side quest with him. By the end of the game, I won't get into it, but it's just kind of fun. Oh, it's he's so he's, he's yeah. is he
3: still alive? Because he it looked yeah. like he died at the end of uh, at the end of the fight.
2: You don't kill him. guys like that. Okay. No. So so it's not so maybe it's
3: not the same as Lenny from Of Mice and Men. Got it. <laughs> he's like tra- he's like transplanted from yeah. Fist of the North Star or
2: something. <laughs> he is.
3: Well, I mean, his uh, his transformed form is called God Hand, and... <laughs>
2: it is. Yeah. Uh, did you meet Kato yet?
3: Yeah. I, I've, um, he, he, he shows up pretty early.
2: He looks and, a little uh, bit
3: like potato.
2: I think it's really cool. Like, he's a character from the first game, and I just thought he was a really cool character to bring back, and just the way they kind of do. Yeah. Okay.
0: Kato is really interesting, actually. Yeah. We'll open the jar on that next time, but I mean... You're pretty much on the cusp of finding out anyway, Mike. But, okay. Yeah. He, he, he might have even got, I don't know, did you say you've just got Anastasia or have you got a mom? Um,
3: no, I, I, I recruited Anastasia, then I was driven out of Russia, and then I. Uh, I was in Turkey talking to the priest, and then I just got back to Russia after finishing Turkey.
0: Okay, so... I mean, I don't know whether you've seen anything between like Kato and Nikolai yet, but
3: a little bit, yeah. It, look, it looks like yeah. that, that they're um, doing some kind of agreement where Japan will support Rasputin once he comes into power.
0: That's it, yeah. Oh so yeah, yeah just just just,
3: just mention offhand, Rasputin is the main villain of this game, as in the the mad well, monk Rasputin from yeah. Russian history.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, for just now. just yeah.
3: just saying that. Okay, for now. Okay, that's fine. I
1: actually played this <laughs> around the same time as um. um... The first uh, Raido Kuzunoha game where uh, Rasputin is also the main villain. <laughs> Rasputin <laughs> so gets around kind of <laughs> playing <laughs> these back to back, and I was like, oh. <laughs> One of my friends I has a I'm, a, I'm, it I'm happy to see him everywhere.
0: Man in Russia long ago. Oh, here we go. Sony, oh, so yeah. Just, yeah so just, <laughs> <laughs> that's obviously going to be here in some shape or form that song.
1: <laughs> we should close out with that. <laughs> oh, no, I don't uh, know no, about that. No,
0: no, no,
3: Team Lover of the Russian Queen. Yeah, that that, that, th- that, that song is think, wild. Think, I'm I'm impressed that think, all four all four of us know that song.
0: Uh, I do think of it every time I see him, even in Shadow Hearts. I tell you what, actually, when we were talking about music, I should have brought this up. There are two really good boss battle themes that mm-hmm. are really good. One of them is Ladder to Heaven, which isn't on the soundtrack. Which is the Yeah, it's not on the official soundtrack. Um, which plays in the Amon fight. And the, yeah, and then, I, and then, I
3: noticed the the Amon uh, sound uh, song being a different boss theme. That was really good. That, and then, oh yeah,
2: Kim does really good boss battle themes. To, like they're all good. Uh, the first game had a really cool title for its. It was like a yeah near death experience, which was a really cool
3: song. <laughs> yeah,
2: NDE. yeah. Cool. <laughs> uh,
1: and, and that then... near death experience is also the name of the wonderful arranged album, which I suggest everybody get.
0: Oh.
2: Oh, have you been playing uh the stupid roulette or the uh, Oh, the
3: lottery? The lottery?
1: Yeah,
2: uh-huh. lottery.
3: I've I've been yeah. doing all right with the lottery. I can I can get the red item most of the time, but uh ever Save coming si- helps. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I I I I do save before um before shop discounts and the lottery, but I almost never miss them. So I'm I'm wondering what's the point. But it's uh <laughs> oh, it is just a new so You're uh,
2: just that games, I guess.
3: No, no, no. The, the, the if any, if anything, if anything, I'm bad at video games, and that's kind of why I play a lot of RPGs. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's an, it's just another neat application of that Judgment Ring stuff, which I, I I don't think is particularly bad or or excellent, but it's it's just another part of it.
2: I love Ew. the Judgment Ring. I really want a game to take up the reins, do another Shadow Hearts esque game, and um, make it happen again.
3: There's
1: oh, echoes it. of it in Lost Odyssey, which was developed by a lot of the same staff. Yeah. It's it's not yeah. quite the same. Yeah, It's, it's not nearly more... as good, either. Um, it's like I a think...
0: breed between I... Legend of Dragoon and this, because it uses yeah. the triggers and the Judgment Ring. Man, there's rumours, like, there were rumbles about a year ago, weren't there, that the creator was like, I'd like to make a game with like Yuri's dad, and everyone was just like, yes, ah! please.
1: Uh, that was... A little while ago, we've had radio silence since then, I haven't we? Really.
0: Yeah, but no, I, I think one quick thing I want to bring up before we probably start closing out is off the back of character designs is enemy designs. I think there's actually an entire website dedicated to Shadow Hearts 1 enemy designs anyway.
1: Uh, really? So, so good. good.
0: They so then good in the first Shadow game. Hulk.
2: Postman. Yeah, the postman is the best. His, there's that like one enemy that just hangs upside down, like, yeah. <laughs> in it, air. They, so made, they made a
3: giant wasp with, like... Uh, hell demon, oh, gaping maw and teeth, which is mm. really scary, especially if you don't like bees. And yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, there's a lot of really screwy, creepy-looking enemy designs in this game. It's awesome. The, the finger spider, the finger tarantula. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, yeah,
0: like toenails, right. and I'm like, yeah, That's not right at all. But... how do you make
3: spiders scarier?
2: Toenails. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <Everybody else. laughs> oh, purple and oh god, there's a
2: there's a normal enemy from the first game. What it is it's a dog with a hand sticking out of it and it's post doing man. a handstand. Post... Is that what that is? Yeah. Yeah,
1: the, and it like the description is it's it's the vengeful spirit of a mailman who ate every dog in town <laughs> and then <laughs> they died <laughs> and that's what it
3: came back as. Ah. Uh. Oh, so so it's like oh god, a post a, ma- a mailman's revenge on dogs oh god and then the dogs got the revenge on him
0: it's great yeah everything oh. it's it's very like
1: it's very like everything feels so cursed <laughs> in a really exciting way
0: yeah, yeah. it's not like as, as <laughs> sometimes i find Shimigami tento demons sometimes especially nowadays modern yeah Kisuna, are a bit more explicit where these have got like the traditional kind of unnerving creepiness about them and whereas you know. they've
1: thought about it too with those bios to back them up they always they're
0: great they always,
1: you know they're they're not separate to the design they are they always um fit it so well so you, you know you can tell that they've spent a lot of time thinking about it instead of just bashing things out yeah you, you can I they... really appreciate it.
3: In, on yeah. the on the uh, player status screens and in the library uh, tab in the in the near the end of the menu, you can read the blurbs about every NPC and playable character and monster in the game, and they are real entertaining. Like I'm, I'm assuming that's where the details of that postman monster comes yeah. from. And yeah, definitely. Yeah, reading through those is pretty wild because there's a lot of imagination and flavor in these designs. It's it, this game's great. I can't wait to get back to playing it. Honestly, <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. even like replaying it as I'm going along, I'm just like, "What is that?" Like seriously. But I do. I'm trying to think of another really good one. There's like some strange snake things. There's like I don't know. There's just there's lots of dismembers heads and upside down. Oh, there's that corpse, isn't there? That's literally like a bent backwards corpse. And then hmm. yeah, it's oh, I just yeah. There's just so many like little treasures waiting for you everywhere and waiting to kill you that's great
3: <laughs> so many little treasures is a very interesting choice to describe the the rogues gallery of this
0: game i would rather be like fight those things like that than like cute little squirrels or anything like that so at least it feels like i'm doing some good rather than just like oh uh-huh. this is your first rpg dungeon let's give you birds and bees <laughs> No, instead you get like we have to, spider well
3: and you also have to smash toy ducks and toy lions
0: and the dogs the toy dogs as <laughs> yeah well. right correct so. You know, How dare I, I, I forget it's... those? Exactly. Ah, <laughs> oh, well, I think that just about wraps it up for this episode. Uh thanks very much for listening, everybody. Um, I suppose before we end, has anyone got any like? Obviously, three of us have like played it through to completion before. But Mike, have you got mm-hmm. any expectations for this too? Or okay, do you know... <laughs> um, <laughs> put some pressure on you.
3: Oh, expectations. I I don't know. I uh I want to see conclusions to um to the Wolf bout and the and the Joaquin <laughs> fighting Great Gama side quests <laughs> because oh,
2: the... man. I couldn't do his. Oh,
3: really? Okay. If, well, that's
2: what I think it is.
3: <laughs> uh, well, I don't know what you mean really, but I I want to I want to see the uh the smaller stories of the of the side characters go through to completion because I think that's the whole cast is pretty unique and interesting. And I also uh I, I kind of want to see a good scene of Yuri just punching Rasputin in the face, because he's a jerk.
0: You'll
3: <laughs> get that. I'll, I'll get that? Alright, that's cool. But I, I'm really not sure... Uh, beca- because I'm being consistently surprised by this game, I really don't know what direction the plot is going to go. Uh, because it, this is not <laughs> a typical RPG plot, and these are not typical RPG characters. No. But... Uh, I'm I'm along for the ride. I'm 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 locked in. I'm going to I'm going to mm. finish it, which I've said probably eight times on this podcast and I apologize. <laughs> fine. Be, because oh, I I don't I don't always finish the games I'm supposed to play for this one, for this show. Oh. Uh, I'm not as I'm not as bad as Josh about it, but uh, it's it's no, true. Uh-huh. Um, replaying Covenant
1: um and I think I'm probably going to be alone here. A little bit of a controversial hot take from me. Uh-oh. Um but I've I've noticed there's a bit of an issue that I'm having with it. And that's, um, the aesthetics and quite a bit of the plot, um, are very dark, but absolutely every character, whether it be, um, party member, protagonist, or foe, everybody's kind of a smirking wiseacre who kind of mugs to the camera (laughs) at one point. It's like, get a load of this guy. Can you believe this? And I feel like, you know, that first game was just like straight up dark. And then the third game just like veers heavily into the insane and I feel like mm-hmm. maybe this, like, maybe in, in Covenant, although I think it might be, you know, mechanically my favorite of the three, I think, like, tonally it it doesn't really fit. It's like this kind of unhappy medium between, like, the full-on darkness and then the full-on insanity.
2: I um, agree with that, actually, completely. I'm yeah. a bit more hesitant to say how much I love Shadow Hearts 2, mainly because I love the atmosphere of the first game so much. Hmm. And I didn't really feel it as much with this one. I, really? I don't know. For some, and, for yeah, some it feels
1: a little here. muddled, you know?
0: Uh, yeah,
2: yeah, it does definitely. I, I, do. I had so much fun with it, you know, so I can kind of put those two realms, you know. As oh fun. yeah, yeah. It
3: is very very charming, nonetheless. M- yeah. Maybe it's maybe it's because I love wacky dumb stuff, uh, but <laughs> I, I I really I really like the uh, I I think the 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 dissonance or the clash in tones between the serious and the real weird parts is appealing to me. Like if uh, if if a game is just dark through and through, I find it sort of oppressive, and uh, the, and. This game balancing the darkness with real strange humor kind of works for me, but I also haven't played Shadow Hearts one, so I don't I don't have that precedent to work off of. There
0: mm-hmm. is some strange humor in the original as well, so yeah, it's a bit more subtle though. This one's a bit more slapstick, but Shadow Hearts three is like complete like out there slapstick. I, mean, the, I mean, there's Jesus.
1: a which I like that about it. <laughs> I didn't at first, and now I've come to appreciate just how
0: yeah. bonkers
1: and tongue in cheek that third game is.
0: I think I'd agree, and I think...
1: It's It's pretty um, Sakura Wars, or Tenge (laughs) (laughs) Makio. I
0: like the balance in this game, but I think I have to agree that there are times where I am sitting and playing it, and I just think, I'd rather it would be, like, fully commit to one or the other, I think. And I feel like maybe my happy, like kind of complacency with being happy with the balance is maybe a bit of a retrospective view, and I think, even though I love this game a lot, I feel like I viewed it a little bit with rose-tinted glasses. Um, I'd still probably put it in my favorite RPGs, but I love mm. it. But yeah, there are just like things that I didn't notice maybe ten years ago when I first played it. So it hits the uh, it hits the later emotional beats very very well. Yeah, I much prefer the second half of the game. I think everything oh, okay. from when you get the Anastasia first one feels like
2: such a waste of time in some ways.
0: Yeah, when you get Anastasia, everything after that for me like kind of propels it. A yeah. little bit more the, the, yeah.
3: The, the, yeah the stakes of the of the plot are definitely higher after you meet Anastasia because in the first one you're just sort of f- trying to figure out what you're fighting and it's kind of just follow the evidence plot point to plot point but with uh with Rasputin's plot sort of revealed and um and seeing what's happening this it, it feels like it's a it feels more a little bit more serious at the end of the first disc and that is good
1: mmm Agreed.
3: Because yeah. I, I think that an RPG managing the stakes of its plot is very important for me to want to care about the story of an RPG. It, it feels less frivolous when the stakes are high. You're
0: going to save the world!
3: No. <laughs> Spoilers! Oh my god.
0: Oh. oh. Semi-unintentionally, although he doesn't begrudge it too much in this game. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So I think we're actually going to leave it off there. Um thanks everyone for joining and thanks for listening. Um some just some little rules and housekeeping here. Um next month, March, we are gonna be playing a classic. So you might remember the Essential Ten list that we did last year. Mm. Oh I remember. <laughs> you've got you've got the battle skulls to show it, like uh-huh. all over. <laughs> I, I
3: can't I can't say those two words in front of Peter.
0: Oh no, <laughs> that's very true. <laughs> well maybe you'll a- <laughs> Which two words, which two words? <laughs>
3: Essential <laughs> and <Especially>. ten <laughs> Not Kingdom Hearts.
2: Oh, there it is. <laughs> it's uh, that's game. weird. It's, it
3: sounded like you said words, but I just, I just, I just saw red
2: for about a quarter, a quarter of a second. Very loud music.
0: But anyway, we we all voted on five games from that list that we hadn't covered, and
3: mm.
0: Mike will be happy to know that Kingdom Hearts didn't win. Yes. I'm the winner, and the game we're playing in March is an all-time classic, Chrono Trigger. So I think everyone's going to be happy with that. I think everyone will agree that Chrono Trigger is perhaps the paramount j- standard RPG. So, you know, please, nobody complain about the Essential Ten list anymore.
3: Chrono Trigger is yeah. my favorite. Chrono Trigger is my favorite game, but I don't think I'm going to be on that podcast because there's no way I can be non-gushy a- or <laughs> about it, and, uh, and and that's not that interesting to me to you know to replay a game I've played ten times already. But it, I mean, Chrono Trigger, <laughs> you're absolutely right. Chrono Trigger is an all- all-time classic. I think a lot of people will be excited to hear. To hear uh, Retro Encounters crew talk about it, and it is, I'm going to listen to those episodes for sure because I, I mean, I freaking love Chr- Chrono Trigger. It's going to be, it's going to be fun.
0: I'm going to be along for the ride because it'll only be the second time I've ever played it. Mm-hmm. So, and also
3: a couple, a couple months ago, um, I, I may try to bug Nick and try to have him go on the podcast because on a couple, a couple months ago on the uh, confessional yeah. podcast, he mentioned never playing it, which is, you know, which is a problem. <laughs> Unfathomable so, to yeah, our generation,
2: so, uh-huh. a
0: little bit.
2: Well,
3: Nick's only... How old is Nick? Like, uh, 11? 13? Yeah. No, right, he's sure. like 21, okay. I think. What, what, uh, whatever. No, that, age is a number. But it, he, <laughs> I'm
2: I'm going to All right,
3: Kelly. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> oh, whoa, careful. <laughs> careful. Oh, <my>. um, <laughs> uh, I believe I can fly. But anyway, uh, I'm going to see if I can make Nick play this game. But Chrono Trigger's great, uh, and those episodes will show up in March
0: um so thanks for listening everybody uh if you've got any questions or comments you can head over to the rpg fan boards or you can email us at retro at rpgfan.com. but obviously if you're listening to this we'd love you to review us on itunes or any other listening devices that you've got give us five stars send us a comment we'll love you for it um so guys where can we find you uh steph where can we find you on twitter's social media well you're the social media girl so I am oh. on
2: RPG Fan social media.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I'm
2: Dice SMS on Twitter. Uh, so yeah, if you actually want to talk to me personally, otherwise I'm always responding to people on uh, on the actual social media RPG Fan channels. Well,
0: where can we find you?
1: Well, you can find me on the RPG Fan message boards as Towns Carmarty or you can find Aren't me you? letting my letting my hair down on Twitter at MissAnthraBob. Yeah, that's that's me. <laughs>
0: you do have, you do have the, at the at the time of recording you do have the best twitter icon if i remember it correctly or it might have been facebook but you know what
1: oh my, uh, my 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 may too picture
0: yeah your like, <laughs> girl picture That's excellent
3: yeah
0: and be like, my friend <laughs> <laughs> Where can we find Mike Salosi then
3: right I am th- um, at the Real Monsoon on Twitter and I'm the one that answers the retro at RPG fan email most of the time so those are the easiest ways to get a hold of me
0: cool and you can find me on Twitter at, at Alana Hagues or if you want to talk to me on the boards it's uh, Diving Falcons with a little flammy icon so with cute dragons but anyway that's it for us this week thanks for listening everybody and we will see you again